This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, we had uh, Raw after Money in the Bank last night. Uh, uh, appropriately, it did feel like, as had been reported, WWE was starting to bring out some of their uh, big guns, I guess, if you will, some big moments well, at least, last night. At least stuff, yeah, at least stuff was happening. Stuff was happening. We had Goldberg show up and, ch- and, and say, proclaim that he was next, uh, even though he's on, the, as far as I know, let's see, he lost to Drew. At the Rumble. And then who did he was the match before that? That wasn't the Fiend match. He had to lose. No, no, that, the he Fiend lost match that title years ago. Oh, go, uh, Braun. He Braun. lost. He lost to Braun, yeah. so he's on a two match yeah. losing streak. Uh, the return of Keith Lee, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he answered the open challenge from Bob Lashley. But the thing, and oh, Nikki, Nikki Ash, Nikki Ash cashed in successfully on Charlotte. Yeah, uh, big yeah. moment. We're going to talk about all this stuff today. But the big thing that a lot of people are talking about today, and of course last night, and the thing that I was just hysterically laughing at over, but it's something that we can really dive into, is of course, this has got to be up there with the worst call-up of all time, Larson. It's got to be up there. Karrion Cross made his Raw debut, losing to Jeff Hardy, a man who had just lost to Veer on main event. Last week, yeah, lost to him in two minutes. Granted, Less it was a, it was a cheaty it was a cheaty win, but that kind of doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Just think back back about all the other former NXT champions or current NXT champions who've come over to main roster. By and large, they all made uh, uh, some semblance of an impact when they showed up. I know Andrade took him a little while to get on SmackDown consistently after his call up, but. Kevin Owens, pretty huge impact when he showed up. That's the best, best uh, call up of all time. Him or Finn, anyways. Finn, even go back to Seth Rollins, get called up, member of the Shield. You know, even more recently uh, with Shayna Baszler coming over. Yeah. Like, didn't she win a title? No, she probably would have. If it wasn't for pandemic. She came, you know, and she like what bit Becky on the neck. There was blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was a very sports entertaining thing, but it was very impactful. It was, it was man, impactful. Yes, this person's here. They mean business. Yes. Um, you can go on and on. For the most part, by and large, every former NXT champion, whether it's men's champion, women's champion, tag division, something else, um, when they show up on main roster, they make an impact of some sort. Um, and then you have Karrion Cross show up. And yes, not only did he lose to Jeff Hardy, yes, I know it was a cheat win. It was under two minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, you would hope okay, this is going to lead to a story because his his entrance was paired back. Scarlet wasn't with him. Um, you know, are they going to tell a story of him 
essentially learning how to wrestle on the main roster. Like, hey, you're good in NXT. Main roster is something else entirely. Um, is it him? Because he literally looked like he had no idea what he was doing with himself walking down to the ring. His, he looked lost. His entrance totally lost. was so undercooked. And granted, you have that giant open stage. And it, the first shot you see him, they run like a video package, mm-hmm. uh, which is like recycled from his old video packages, yeah. which is fine because they were really well done. They were really well done. So you see the, the camera hits him and he's just sort of on stage and he's got his arms, arms crossed like this. Like he doesn't really know what to do with his hands. You know, it's like the, the, the superstar thing where he's got his, his well, hands. That's, under that's, his part of, that's part of the thing he does in NXT when he's on top of the stage. Yeah. He does this. This yeah. is part of his thing. But he's just sort of standing there and then he just starts walking and yeah, they've got the big Tron behind him and they got the spotlight on him. And he comes out there, and it's just it. After so long seeing him with Scarlet, he just looks emptier, like the 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 pageantry's gone. You know, like it's so undercooked. And it is. And it is. He just looks small for say. He just looks small. Well, here's another thing. They 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 really they cut the opening to his song off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no Scarlet. There's no fog. Yeah. No ambiance really. They brought the house th- uh, lights down a little bit. But just, you know, when he's doing that same entrance, and it's really good. It's a good entrance. It's a superstar entrance. And he's doing that for so long, and then, like, this is, like, the second time. They're like, all right, you got to do something else now. Like, has he got practice reps? Has he had time to think about it? The into- Like, I remember a while ago, the idea of NXT was the length of the ramp is the same as the length of the ramp on main roster. Uh, you have the same, like they're, they prepare you to get to main roster. And so everything you do in NXT is supposed to mimic what they're going to do with you on main roster. That's out. That's gone. That is completely gone now. Yeah. yeah. And so he's just expected to go out there without a, a vital part of his entrance, which is like what people see of you. And he's got the NXT championship. It's, it's not even, sorry. It's not even part of his entrance. It's a part of his character. It's a part of him. Yes. It's a part of him. And he comes out there, and then, number one, they big league him with debuting Jeff Hardy's retro song. Yeah. What is it? Don't Have Words? Something like that? No More Words. No More no Words? More words. Okay. I, I was not really, like, I don't think I was really paying much attention to Jeff. I don't have an emotional connection to this song of Jeff Hardy. I don't Because I really wasn't I paying too close attention. I think it was like 2008. Is that right? Like when? Yeah, they showed a replay of his title. They showed a replay of his title, and maybe that was when the song was, like, hot. I don't know. Uh, but it's cool. People like it. It's new or it's old or whatever. You know, I like when they bring old yeah. stuff back. They should, they should bring Seamus a song back, uh, the lobster head one. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, he hits, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy misses the, 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 what, what was the sequence exactly? So it was twist of fate. Miss Swanton. Yeah. The uh, cross gets up charges Hardy sidesteps, but then cross ends up on the second turnbuckle trying to hit some punches. Yeah. Hardy power bombs. Kind of rolls him up with his feet on the ropes and gets the win. Jeff Hardy had an answer for everything Cross had. And granted, you know, he got out of the way of the Swanton. So it's not like Twisted Fate really got him that bad. But Jeff Hardy had him pegged. He had him figured out. First match. And, and then, now, if you, sorry, go ahead. And then afterwards, they give Cross this interview. Hey, what was your reaction to this horrible match of yours? Oh, he's going to, he's going to, that's a big mistake for Jeff Hardy. He should be scared. Why should Jeff Hardy be scared of you? He just figured you out 
in two minutes. NXT is a brand. What are they? So the obvious answer here is Vince is sending some sort of weird message. This is like Vince McMahon. This is what he does. He sends messages uh, to people on screen. It's weird. Yeah, so Fightful on their uh, Raw recap last night, Sean Ross Sapp pretty much said that, that a source told him that Cross's loss felt like a message being sent from Vince to NXT. Now, whether it's because NXT ended up losing in the ratings battle with AEW, uh, or the fact that even moving to Tuesday, they really can't get their numbers up on a consistent basis. This is all still roughly in the 700,000 range where they were on Wednesday night. Who knows what it is? So that could be an explanation, but that doesn't even explain why even in NXT, they disrespect the dude. Yeah. They talk endlessly in their promos with them about, about how he can't wrestle. Yeah. About how his footwork is bad. John Gargano said that. I know. I You're know. not the most graceful person in the world. I know. Even in NXT, they disrespect the guy. I know. So it's not. So that sort of makes me think, okay, maybe Vince isn't sending a message. Maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because they still have the title on. That's what's really confusing to me. They still have the title on him. If they had some issue with Cross as a person, if he pissed somebody off backstage or something, wouldn't they just take the title off him? You'd think they would have Gargano beat him, yeah. Unless, unless this is a situation, as we saw last week on NXT, they're like, okay, well, for the sake of NXT and our stories, we want to have that title on Joe. That could be. Joe's a great face for NXT. Clearly, he's at some level of clearance. Seems that way, yes. Because he was able to take... The, uh, the 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 choke from Cross in a pretty brutal fashion last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. dude, I don't know, man. I saw this. I was laughing so hard because I'm not I'm not a fan of Cross. I think he's a bad fit for NXT. I thought the theatrics around him were pretty awesome. Um, I mean, despite I mean, I'm not a huge Cross fan either. I was I'm willing to give him a chance and hope he would grow as a wrestler. I think he's made some minor steps. Um. In terms of in-ring performance, minor. In the right situation, he could put on decent matches. The one with Finn, the second one with Finn was good. That was an entertaining match. It told a good story. Um, uh, I think the match he had against Santos and Legato was entertaining. Yeah. It was just destruction. You know, I think if you put him in a situation where it maximizes his strengths, he could be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just NXT, that kind of style of wrestling, I don't think necessarily fits with his strengths. Regardless, regardless if you like Cross or not, this is not how you treat... NXT's champion when they called it the main roster. Nope. Now, if this is this was a, a, anybody else called it from NXT that wasn't a champion, mm-hmm. and this was what they were trying to do is tell a story about him maybe learning to wrestle on the main roster. Okay, that's a story. I can understand that. This is one of your brand's champions. Yeah. So having him, this is the best that that brand has in kayfabe, the best, and he gets rolled up in two minutes. Doesn't matter if he, if it's a feeder on the ropes or not. Mm-hmm. It's a bad look for NXT. It that that's the other part of this is that it's a really bad look for NXT. Basically, you're saying all the great matches we see in NXT, that fantastic four fifths of that uh, fatal five way where it was done, Gargano, Cole, and it was like Kyle O'Reilly uh, and Cross, like at mm-hmm. the takeover, last takeover, whatever it was. Uh, that match when all that really cool stuff was happening, none of those dudes matter. 
because any of those guys can come into, and we were forgetting all about Survivor Series a couple years ago. That's done. That is a different universe. That doesn't exist now. Yeah. We're in a different timeline. It's branched, right? Those guys are nothing. Jeff Hardy could walk in there. Veer, Shanky could walk into NXT right now and be their top guy, according yep. to what we just saw last night. Yep. You have a 30, was it like a $30 million deal with USA for NXT? NXT something like, something that, like right? that. Something like that, yeah. And you're telling people there is no reason to watch. It's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy that they would treat NXT with this level of disrespect. That's not because I'm a big fan of NXT. One of the, the thing about NXT that I love so much is that the wrestling is always really good. That's why Cross is so striking to me because he's not that. And it was clear from day one. He's had one good straight up match and that was with Finn Balor. And Finn Balor evidently can, can wrestle anybody and come to it and have a really good mm -hmm. match. Mm -hmm. The Legato one was a really good match. was really fun. But it was obvious that it was good and fun because of how overbooked it was allowed to be because it was a street fight. They did a lot of stuff outside yeah. the norms of a regular pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, match. totally, totally. But it, it played to, to Cross the strength. It did, yeah. Can, it's you, great. Yeah, you can it cause was, destruction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's clear the guy is not a good, he's not on par with NXT's pure wrestling. And that's what I really appreciate about NXT is that, and I think the presentation is my type of presentation for a wrestling show. That's what I want to see going forward in a wrestling show, um, just in terms of how they tell stories, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but beyond that, like, dude, they could, he could gut, Vince could gut the way tomorrow. And so it is kind of difficult. I love the way. It's my favorite thing. But if Vince catches one whiff of how well Austin Theory's come along as a character, as in his promos and stuff, oh, he'd pluck him in a second. Yeah, he'd pluck him in. A, it would not shock me if when Vince had his uh, had his uh, a, a visit to the performance center, if Triple H was like, "Hey, Austin, you got the day off." He's like, "Oh no, I was well, going to come in." No, you you get theory your day off. theory wrestled dark match. He did last week. He was on main event. Yeah. Or was it dark? Was it just dark match? I think, it was, was, I think it, it was a dark match. Okay. Okay. All right. I think. Um, so I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I, I think about bad call ups like the Ascension. They were like a, a champions for like a year straight in NXT. And this goes. This is years ago. They were yeah. uh, champions in NXT for like the longest time. They bring him in, and with one promo, these guys are dead. Like yeah. one promo just killed them on spot. Oh, what's up, Colt Cabana? Rating here with the party, hey, Colt. What's up, Colt? Um, but at least they won their first match. They won their first match, but then it was like, man, like they had them saying things, and it was like, why are they having them say these things? Like it's just giving them, it's making them look bad. Yeah, it did. not in a good way. Um, I, this was this was it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. It was nuts. It was. It was. <laughs> I did. I yeah. It was. It was confusing. It was beguiling. It's 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 not a good way to represent NXT. It's just mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, you know, NXT is already mired with several issues uh, in terms of how they relate to the main roster. You know, we've often compared NXT to a minor league baseball team where you have to be a fan of that team. You can't yeah. get too attached to the players because the players are going to move on. But at least in minor league baseball, you know, when you're, that team moves on or that player moves on to the major league squad, it's not like they change their name. They start throwing with a different hand. That doesn't happen. Yeah. But on, uh, in NXT, the main roster, that does. Well, their ch character will change entirely. Sometimes they'll get name changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or in a case like this, where their champion, the person who's supposed to be the best in the men's division, shows up and loses in two minutes to a guy that just lost to Veer on main event. 
Yeah. Now, if Cross had stepped up to Bob Lashley, right, put in a competitive match, yeah, a fifteen minute competitive match, and took the L, that's fine. You're step up to the top guy, the top you're making guy. it competitive, and you may have took the L, but man, you did your brand proud by stepping up and making it a match. Yeah. Not losing to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, uh, Colt here in chat saying, uh, "Talk about that. Talk about that big Goldman push. First match I lost in two minutes to the Brian Kendrick." Colt knows what we're talking about. He knows what we're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, dude. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, no, that was it. That was it. It's just it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Otherwise, I th- I really enjoyed Raw last night, man. I got I I got some chocolate chip cookies. I got some popcorn. I sat oh, down. That's why. I didn't. None of it was spoiled for me. I marked out so hard when because even I am not used. I still don't know Keith Lee's theme song how it starts. Yeah. And they were tight on Lashley when he for did his open challenge. Long. What's that? <laughs> so it's for kind of too long. For you way too long. I was like. God, you see the green flashing light, and I'm like, yeah. who is who, who's coming out? Who is this? I, I have no idea. Is this is this money in the bank? Is the money in the bank matching ha- match happening? Yeah, again? somebody cashing him. And then it cuts to the stage and and then Keith Lee comes up. I literally gasped. I was like, thank God he's fine. He's okay yeah. and he's here. Yeah. I was so back. excited to see Keith Lee. Now um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quibble a little bit. Sure. Because like things happened and I appreciate the things happened. Um and I don't necessarily mind Keith Lee losing to Lashley. I just felt like so they set up a story. It seemed like late last year, early this year, between Keith Lee and Sheamus. And I told you before we got started that if you kind of switch Keith Lee in for the Damian Priest role, but make him a little more proactive, mm-hmm. that's a huge impact. And that's set up something concrete at SummerSlam where you can have Sheamus versus Keith Lee for that U.S. title. And it actually finishes a story they were. They started a while ago. That is kind of a, a coin flip at this point if they're even ever going to go back to it. Now, I know apparently Keith Lee was supposed to win the U.S. title before uh, he had to take his leave. 
Um, Riddle end up winning it. Um, but rather than have the shock appearance taking that L to Lashley, which isn't a huge deal, have him make a shock appearance to confront Sheamus mm-hmm. and kickstart that story. Mm-hmm. And if that like if that happens next week on Raw, I'm like, all right, why don't you just do that this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, you're right though. That's not going to happen because Priest is there. It'd be awesome yeah. if it ended up in like a three-way feud with Priest and, and Lee mm-hmm. and Sheamus because mm-hmm. they're all like killer wrestlers. Like Sheamus yeah. puts together some really fun matches. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, no, that, that that would be great. I don't know where Keith Lee is going to go. Part of me, honestly, part of me was sitting like with with how with, – with what kind of match went down, part of me would love to see MVP try to recruit Keith Lee to be in the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect because you bring him in and you got kind of like maybe like a, a Batista Triple H evolution type feel to it mm-hmm. where it's like a year down the road, you know, maybe Keith Lee via MVP politicking, you know, is able to get, you know, on, on camera is able to get that U.S. title away from Sheamus and on to Keith Lee. Keith Lee's aligned with the Hurt Business. He doesn't have to be a bad guy necessarily, mm-hmm. but he's looking after his business interests now. Mm-hmm. And so he's sort of the de facto bad guy in a feud against Priest, trade hands a couple times. Keith Lee ends up with the U.S. title, but then maybe Keith Lee ends up winning the Rumble, and you sort of have a replay of Batista Triple H, which was a fantastic exactly. story. Exactly. And and Keith Lee then is the guy to take that title off Bob Lashley after being his right hand man. Mm-hmm. Um, that can, I'm talking about right now. I'm like, holy crap, that is actually a really cool idea. Um, but again, WB cares far more about moments. Than actually stories. Um, let's get to the Nikki Cross cash in. First of all, elated for Nikki. Great talent. She's put in the work. Seems like an awesome uh, person. Yeah. Yes, and by all accounts, seems like an incredible human being. Uh, could not be happier for her. And this is just me wanting an interesting story with this character because I think there's potential to tell some really interesting stories with the Nikki Ash character. Where if you build and build, like it's a good moment. It's a great moment to have her cash in win. But man, if you if you really build that story up and have her cash in. I almost felt like it was for her to take that next step. Like she had to defeat Charlotte, like in a match, not Mm -hmm. just cash in, but beat her in a match, you know, to really get that moment. Like, you know, you developed a story. We talked about it yesterday where, you know, she has a feud with Alexa, you know, like purges her of the themes influence, brings her back to being Alexa bliss that she knew, that she tagged with, that she won the tag titles with twice. Um, and then from there, she could take on, you know, as Charlotte presents present herself with all her ring gear, the number one villain in the women's division. You know, she's had the Poison Ivy, the Maleficent, the Corella DeVille-inspired gear, all the Disney and movie villains. And then she steps up to her, cashes in, but not an opportunistic cash-in. She, you know, because she's beaten Charlotte by count-out. She's beaten her in that beat-the-clock thing. And now she's cashed in on her. Maybe at SummerSlam, they'll do a rematch where she actually, you know, in a one-on-one full-on match, beats Charlotte Pinzer, you know, clean. Because I feel like that's, to, to, for me, at least for me, for me for, to, to really get that story to where I feel like it needed to be, she needed to defeat Charlotte in a, in a full-on match. I agree 100%. I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I was the one pitching the story where she, uh, she brings Alexa Bliss back. Yeah. Alexa is a, is a, is a, is a, comic book villain basically and mm-hmm. to 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 be that level like Nikki's all about making people better making them the best version of themselves 
And nobody needs that right now more than Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And so you have her do that. You pull that off because that works perfectly. I understand they were trying to get the Dolph Ziggler night after WrestleMania cash in thing. Yeah. I get that. I That's what they were trying to do. They want big moments right now. But you're, you're totally right. Like it's in lieu of a bigger moment down the line. You know, yeah, you can it's, do it's, all that. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big moment now or a massive moment. Eight months from now. I'm telling you, dude, she could be the Daniel Bryan of the women's division. Exactly. She if could totally be that. She is that level of wrestler, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, people love her. We saw that last night. I, I, it's sad. I see a lot of, like, I don't know. It's funny. Like, Twitter can be so, it's like, it's just toxic. It's just so toxic. Because I was looking at the replies uh, for, like, when WWE posted that video. And it's like, oh, what a shame. This sucks. Also, Charlotte sucks. Like, it's just, it's just vile. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a great moment for her. She's a one. She yeah. seems like a wonderful person, yep. Yep, and thousand percent. And it is a terrific character arc. But man, you beef that up. You have her bring Alexa back from the brink, which is a story. So you don't have to worry about the title at that point. You know, exactly. Um, and maybe that Alexa's doing this thing with Eva Marie. I'm like, oh, and it's flat. And I, it's not I, good. I, know. I have to convince myself not to fast forward through Alexa's playground. And I like Alexa Bliss a lot. I think she's a terrific performer. She's doing everything she possibly can with mm-hmm. this. But they brought back Lily. They brought like in the, the. I mean, I know they had. They were they foretold it by the giant Lily at, at Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah. yeah. But like she's sitting next to her. Um, step back. But yeah, no, I I think that yeah. And I should have I should have seen this coming. I, I I think it's great that they that they have that level of faith in Nikki Cross. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting title scene now, especially with Becky coming back. And I know you had suggested that Becky versus Bailey would have been a great first feud. Um, and now with Bailey out, I wonder if they're going to have it maybe be Becky Sasha. Uh, well, I actually wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised with SummerSlam. They maybe they pivoted away from Becky Bailey on SmackDown because, uh, uh, sorry, Bailey Becky on SmackDown because Bailey got hurt. And maybe now they're pivoting. By taking the title off Charlotte mm-hmm. to do Becky Charlotte at SummerSlam, they'd, they'd be silly if they didn't, because the crowd is basically willing that into existence whenever yeah. Charlotte shows up. You know, they and and Charlotte had a great line about Becky during her segment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, go ahead and dive into it before we get too deep, because we kind of have already gotten too deep. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. It kicked off. Oh, with my variant John Cena. Dun, uh, dun, dun, dun. He opens up. Crowd goes wild for him. He tells the crowd, I'm basically, this is like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. He said, he tells the crowd he missed them. He says, I missed this. He laughs about uh, the crowd's confusion on what to chant. He's like legitimately tickled. He's like, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. He says, some people are saying Cena sucks. Some people are saying, welcome back. Some people are saying, let's go Cena. And then he says, uh, but you know what? We have to ask the, the hard hitting questions here. Who, what, where, when, why? He said, who brought me back? You guys did. All of you. All of you out here. All of this. The WWE Universe. And Roman Reigns. But why? What? The Universal oh, Championship. Sorry, when? SummerSlam. Where? Vegas, baby. Why? Because I could talk about the pageantry of SummerSlam. About being in the main event at SummerSlam. About a record-breaking title win. And then the crowd starts wetting him. But I think it was out of love. And they're just, they, they missed the what. He says, I could tell you about any of that. But the real reason I'm here, the big reason sent to me on high from God himself is Roman Reigns is an asshole. Beep. (laughs) 
he's, he's like, I came back from a lucrative Hollywood career from being in the Fast and Furious movies to about to be in a superhero franchise movie in the DCU with my own HBO Max spinoff show because this dude's an asshole. I love that reasoning so much because it's so petty. He says it is petty. He needs to be knocked down a peg. He says the Roman Reigns experience, Roman Reigns experience has gone on long enough. He's an arrogant, overhyped, overprotected gimmick who's not as over as he says he is. And that's coming from me. He says there's a saying, if you're good, you'll tell everybody how good you are. Uh, they'll demand and you'll demand that they acknowledge you. And then uh, he says, but if you're great, and then he gets the crowd to, to cheer and cheer and cheer and cheer. He says, uh, the, if you're great, they'll tell you. Yep. He says, uh, also, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be at SmackDown this Friday, and I can't wait to see you there, Texas. He said, so let's get this thing going. Riddle comes out, and they have like a bro off where he's like, I get it, bro, bro, bro. And then they do a bro thing. It's kind of They stupid. do a bro harmony. Yeah. 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 What did you think of Cena coming out and saying Roman Reigns is an asshole? That's why he came back. I mean, it's just good reason as anything else, I suppose. That <laughs> somebody's an asshole? No, that he's not going to win. Yeah, I guess he has the luxury just to come and come back when he wants to, just because someone uh, uh, irritates him to such a degree <laughs> that it demands his presence. You know, right? Yeah, I guess he's earned that. Yeah, I love he's the watching motivation. SmackDown. He's he's watching SmackDown. Mm, this Roman Reigns character really irks me. Yeah, what a prick. I'm gonna come back and and knock him down a pig. Yeah, yeah sure, why not? Yeah, he's like, I got sure, this movie. To, I got this movie to film out there in Europe. Argyle, it's a great spy thriller. But yeah. uh, this guy, whoa, somebody needs to show him that he can't be a jerk to people. He should have said, I came here because Roman's an asshole, and someone needs to play Peacemaker on SmackDown. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. He, I'll be, he, he, he really should have shown up in Peacemaker attire. He said well, he's, he's gonna, saving that for the premiere, yeah. For the premiere, yeah. But squad, yes. Hopefully uh, at SummerSlam, uh, he'll show up as Peacemaker. One could hope, one he could said, hope. Uh, First <laughs> match of the night. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he, he does seem to be obsessed with it. He's a... You know, starfish is uh, in the trailer. Starfish is a euphemism for a butthole. Any relation? Roman Reigns is an asshole. Any relation? Yeah, you should have done that. Should have done that. Know what star, starfish and, and Roman Reigns have in common? They're both assholes. Both assholes. <laughs> uh, first match tonight was Riddle and the Viking Raiders taking on John Morrison, America's Moist Wanted, and the Raw Tag Champs, Amos and AJ Styles. Uh, fun match, uh, although uh, with the uh, Viking Raiders hitting their finish, on John Morrison, uh, that means we're getting another uh, rematch. Uh, AJ and Amos versus Viking Raiders. The outcome's not going to be any different. Um, what this hopefully might have done a little bit is start the transition away from Viking Raiders as challengers for Raw Tag Team Titles to RK Bro. RK Bro. Yeah, seems to be the case. And uh, yes. I do appreciate that they announced a match in advance of next week. So that was nice. You know, yes, we have we have at least one item on our Raw preview for Monday. We do. Uh, uh, the finish of this was, was kind of interesting. So uh, Riddle runs down, steals a drip stick from Miz, squirts a moss with it, and then quickly before Moss can turn around, gives it back to the Miz. So Moss thinks the Miz was the one that squirted him. So he starts rolling back up the ramp. Moss follows. Morrison tries to get in between them. And then Moss just tosses Morrison in the ring. Viking Raiders hit, their, hit Viking experience to get the W. I thought it was a pretty entertaining, pretty clever finish there. Mm-hmm. The Miz stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have uh, Riker's giant face on the Tron. As we go into recap mode, so we get Riker's face recap, and then back to Riker. He says, "Wait till you see what I do to Elias tonight." And I'm like, "Is this guy supposed to be the face? Because he just acts like a psychopath." 
Yeah, right? no. I, I don't see him as the face here. I mean, no. I see his face, but I don't see him as the good guy. Uh, after that, Elias in the ring. He does the walk with Elias thing. Riker interrupts. He says, people are sick and tired of you, Elias. And after night, after tonight, we'll never hear the words, hello, I am Elias again. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's not going to stop doing his catchphrase. Yeah, no. So then we had a the symphony. idea. I don't think the idea was that he's going to stop doing his catchphrase. I think the idea was that he was going to hurt him so bad that he wasn't going to show up again. Oh, okay. Okay, that was like a vocal cords thing, maybe. Symphony. Well, I guess he could crush his throat or something. That could maybe. be, yeah. Uh, these Symphony of Destruction matches are always pretty fun. This Elias mm-hmm. Riker thing has no heat, but the crowd was. No. They sort of got lost and then they came back to it because. You know, you got a bunch of cool stuff around the ring that you're going to beat people up with. Inherently, that's just cool. Elias should demand never to be in these matches, though, because he always gets murdered. Jeff Hardy, Braun Strowman, and now uh, Riker. Yeah, at least he didn't get electrocuted this time. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's That was awesome. That was a really fun the, match, that one. That was. I mean, the spots on the piano were good. It looked like they sucked, but they're good spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end, Elias blasts Riker with the cello and then breaks it over his back. Only gets him a two count, um, and then Elias goes up top. Riker hits some shots on him, uh, and ends up superplexing him through a couple tables set up set up on the floor to get the win. That was a nasty spot. It was a really nasty spot. It was great. The crowd loved it. And honestly, I feel like that's kind of the only way that you're going to get Riker over is if he puts on crazy good matches. But I don't. You can't have a Symphony of Destruction match every every Raw. No. You know. No. no. Well, I don't think he's the best technical wrestler. So no, that's not going to do it. But if I don't know, I, I mean, it's, this was a fun match. People seem to be into it, and I'm like, well, that's one way to get over. But I don't know. You I can't guess. do that every week, so I don't know. No, no. After that, we have Sonny Deville, Adam Pierce, and Mansoor backstage. Uh, they're talking to Mansoor about how he'll get an opportunity to get out for the WWE Universe soon. Mustafa Lee walks in, and Sonya says, "Well, I saw that you requested to be in a tag team with Mansoor." That'll happen next week. And Ollie's like, whoa, I didn't make a request. Did you do this? He says to Mansoor. Mansoor tells him that uh, he has been a fan of what Ollie has been doing to him, but he understands that he's doing these things for him. says he hates to admit it, but every single time Ollie has been right. And if Ollie wants to teach him a lesson, what better place to do that than by his side? So Pierce is all, do you want the match to happen or not? Ollie says, fine, but just once. And Mansoor, you better not screw it up. And then he leaves. I really like this because we've seen the beginning of their relationship and we're seeing it through to them being a tag team. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate because WWE, sometimes they just don't do that. They just throw people they together. Do, follow, and it's through like, the, follow through is a huge problem. Yeah, I, I, I really like this. And even last week, they had like one little moment of screen time and that's it. But it told a mini story within a greater mm-hmm. context. I thought it was really good. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I love both these guys. I, I really have grown to like Mansoor, appreciate the guys. He seems very, he's super charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a great look. He's a good wrestler. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this. Yep. Uh, uh, after that, mm-hmm. Sheamus walks in. He tells Mansoor to get out. Jog on. Yeah, and he's uh, upset that he has to face Carrillo again. And of course, Pierce Pierce says to him, "Well, you attacked him last week before your match. It's only right that he gets another match." And then Sheamus says, "How do you know that Carrillo didn't attack me?" <laughs> and so eventually, he's like, "All right, we'll do the match, uh, but don't be surprised if Carrillo ends up leaving." Wearing a mask after I smash his face in. Uh, after that, Charlotte Flair comes down for a promo for a championship coronation. And uh, she says, you know, Rhea's pretty good. But uh, unlike her, I don't need to steal from somebody else's playbook because I made the book. She says, look up my hashtag. 
Hashtag Charlotte Flair. I'm the best. And the crowd starts chanting Becky. She's like, yeah, Becky's home breastfeeding. I'm here dominating the women's division. She says, I'm a one-time. She very specifically leaves out her NXT championship runs because she details. She has a line item here. She says, I'm a one-time Divas champ and final, five-time SmackDown women's champ, and now a five-time Raw women's champ. I'm the only 11-time women's champion in WWE history. And just this Thursday, they were including her two NXT women's titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, she says Rhea Ripley had her opportunity and failed. I could beat her any night of the week. If I had the opportunity tonight, I could. And then Rhea interrupts. She comes down. She's not happy. Crowd, The crowd, I was actually kind of surprised. Not surprised, but just interested in that. I didn't know what the crowd response to Rhea was going to be. Oh, she's over. She's over. The crowd's in there. They were chanting for the main event. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. All the Thunderdome stuff I thought was really underwhelming. I didn't know how the crowd was going to react to all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, they seem to like Rhea. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is Uh, awesome. That is awesome. She says, "If if you think you could beat me anytime, why not? We have a rematch tonight. And Charlotte says, what? You're in no condition to fight tonight after what I did to, my, to your leg last night. Like, you, you wouldn't have a chance. She says, as much as I'd like to finish the job, for your sake, no. So uh, Pierce and Sonia come out to the stage. Uh, Sonia says, Charlotte, congrats on being 11-time champion. She specified that as well. She said it's an incredible accomplishment. However, you said you could beat Rhea any night of the week. And Pierce says, yeah, and uh, tonight, as long as Rhea's okay and she says that she is, you're going to fight each other in a rematch. And then uh, Charlotte's like, ugh, fine, and then attacks Rhea's knee really quickly on the way out. Yeah. Yep. After that, we got Natalia and Tamina versus Shayna and Nia. I believe this is one of those champion challenger things. Championship contenders match. Contender matches. So, yeah, so if Shayna and Nia won, they would get another crack at the tag titles, I guess. Uh, it's yet another match where Reginald, either directly or indirectly, cause Shayna and Nia to lose. So uh, build up to that. Uh, so Tamina, uh, sorry, Natalia hits a German suplex. Nia then eats a, a super kick to save Shayna that Tamina was doling out. So then Tamina and Shayna are trading strikes. Tamina hits a slam, goes up top. Reginald gets on the apron to distract her. Uh, and then Shayna uh, kicks uh, Tamina, I believe. Uh, Natalia runs, oh no, I jumped ahead a little bit. Natalia runs over to give Reginald some crap for getting on the apron. Shayna kicks her, turns around. Tamina super kicks Shayna to get the win. Afterwards, Nia, Reginald get in the ring. And Shayna says, I'm sick of this. They were unstoppable before Reginald came. Uh, and then Nia headbutts Reginald. And her and Shayna walk out. Seemingly. Yeah. The thing that I like about this is seemingly this ends the Reginald with Shayna and Nia. The thing that killed me here that cracked me up was as they're leaving, the crowd is chanting, Reggie sucks, Reggie sucks. I know. The 24-7 division runs through, basically absorbs Reggie as he encounters. So they all fall over each other. Tazawa's in the ring, Reggie's in there. The crowd starts chanting, Reggie, Reggie. And he's like looking around, he's like, okay. So he hits Tazawa, this great flipping seated senton thing. That was insane. It was awesome. It was great. Crowd's going nuts for him winning this 24-7. So he gets the pin. He wins. And he does this crazy thing where he, like, jumps off of Drew Gulak on the way to escape the 24-7 division. And the crowd's going nuts for it. He goes up there, does a bunch of flips, 
and uh, like a pirouette or something. And yeah. uh, and he runs off. Oh, oh, the crowd was pretty awesome last night. Like yeah, this sequence right good. here, they were so into it, and I yeah. appreciated it. Yeah, same. Uh, then we got Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo. Again, a situation where if Carrillo won, he would get another crack. This wasn't even for the U.S. title. This is, his this this is Vince's latest thing now, dude. It's the championship. <sighs> Every match is like a championship contenders lame. match. By the way, I did like Raw. They did also freshen up their graphics a little bit. Little it bit. did. It felt Raw just felt more. I mean, it, it just it's the crowds. I know they had more pep in their step, creatively speaking. And then the freshed up graphics. Raw did feel like it just felt they got, bigger and they better. got a little flying robot render they have on there at times too. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's a little robot. Oh man, I yeah. gotta see that guy. Somebody created. So uh, needless to say, needless to say, Creo is not gonna be getting himself a U.S. title match. No. Um, so Creo uh, got some offense in here, uh, but in the end, he decides to punch. Sheamus right in the face, yeah. specifically face mask. Yeah. Problem is, as commentary tells us, that mask is made of steel. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he hurts his hand, and then Sheamus headbutts him with mask, bro kick uh, to get the win, and that's when uh, Jimmy Smith is telling us, reminding us yet again, that face mask, that's made of steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to hurt hand if you hit it. It's going to hurt hand, and you get headbutted with it. Yeah, you'd think, the, I mean, the ref was staring at that. You'd think that now my hope is is that Seamus is start employing that much like D'Lo Brown used to employ his chest protector. Yeah, like he he'll keep wearing it long after he really needs it. The thing about D'Lo's, uh, yeah, I agree. The chest protector was so funny because <clears throat> it always looked like the flimsiest piece of like stite like foam, you know, yeah. like it did not look like it would do anything. But they of course kayfabe. It was great. It was great. Uh, Bobby Lashley after that we have an open challenge the crowd is chanting Goldberg he gets on the mic and he says <clears throat> last night I did all the talking I needed to do in this ring when I destroyed Kofi Kingston no more talking MVP gets on the mic talks some more says aren't y'all so lucky to be here live to bear witness to the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley he says this is Dallas right home of the Cowboys so I understand you react to the champ your reaction to the champs this has been decades since you've seen a winner Let's address what took place last night. Bobby Lashley made a statement at the expense of Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston had some harsh words to say to myself and the champ, some disrespectful words that he had lost his edge. The good life made the champ soft. And he forced. Did you notice, did you notice Lashley's reaction to that? Yeah. Yeah. Shot yeah a, he wasn't happy about hearing that. He shot a dart. Yeah. He yeah, darted yeah. a look over at MVP. He says, he forced me to look in the mirror and do some self-introspection. And I admit that Kofi was right. The champ was soft, and he says, I apologize to the champ. But what Kofi didn't realize is that his words lit an inferno under the champ. Anyone that steps in this ring faces utter annihilation and decimation. I feel sorry for the WWE roster because that window where the champ, that small window where the champ was even a little bit vulnerable is closed forever now. No one will take this title from the WWE champion. No more fun and games. As Lashley said last week, no more bullshit. We're back to business. And this next line was so great. He says, everyone here gets to bear witness to the most dominating champion in history for the price of a ticket to the greatest show on this planet. That felt so old-timey, old-school promoter. I love that line. I thought it was great. Yeah. MVP's great. Yeah. Uh, Then Lashley says, all right, who's going to accept the challenge? Get a a, a good, although a bit too long, close-up on Lashley as Keith Lee makes his way out. 
he answers a challenge. Uh, so uh, during the course of the match, Lashley escapes a spirit bomb, responds with a flatliner. He has the advantage for a while. Uh, he clotheslines Keith Lee out of the ring. He's looking to do the thing where he puts him on his shoulders, rams of the ring post. Uh, can't really get him up. Instead, Lee pushes Lashley into the ring post and follows with a splash against the post. He puts Lashley in the ring. He's about to get in. MVP distracts Keith Lee. Uh, Lashley clobbers him back down the floor, falls with the spear down there. Uh, he tries to put on the hurt lock in the ring. It's, uh, he can't do it. Lee flings him off his back, runs right into a Lashley spine buster, and then Lashley falls with the spear to get the win. And as Lashley is celebrating, <sighs> Goldberg, his music hits. Mm-hmm. He comes to the ring, just gets right in Lashley's face and laughs and then yells at him, I'm next. Ugh. And Lashley wants to throw down right oh, there. Oh, he wants to beat his ass. Yeah. That dude's and like, MVP holds man. him back. Yeah, so, he's not like, now. money, money. Remember, money. It's business, not emotion, yeah. business. Man. <laughs> so we have a, a quick little interview backstage where uh, he's asked about what Goldberg did, and uh, MVP says, that disrespect to Lashley, we won't even dignify that with the response. Yeah, man. God, I hope they just have Lashley squash Goldberg. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great? That would be great. 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Spear. <laughs> He annihilated Kofi Kingston, man. He annihilated him. Yeah. Yeah. After that, yeah, we have we get- uh, Jinder Mahal. He's in the ring with Veer and Shanky. He says, today's my birthday. So apparently Jinder and Karrion Cross share a birthday, Larson. Oh. He says, today's my birthday. He says, uh, he says, what a wonderful present. Drew is not Mr. Money in the Bank. Drew took away opportunities that belong to me. So I took away something from Drew. Uh, he says, I don't care about my bike. I can buy 10 of those. He showed, he showed like every story beat in video package form <laughs> yeah. throughout this promo. Yeah, dude. He says, but you won't have another title shot as long as Bobby Lashley is a champion. So please sing along as Shanky sings the traditional birthday song. <laughs> and Shanky starts singing happy birthday to the Maharaja. It was pretty and great. It's so, he's so off-key and bad. Oh, it's it's hilarious. And, and Jinder... Jinder, I, I really love Jinder. He, he knows that it's ridiculous, and I think that's what – it's always fun when the wrestlers are really – they understand yeah. the ridiculousness of this. Uh, so Drew shows up with a chair, and oh, my God. He, he, he First, he, he hits Veer and Jinder. They leave, right? Yeah. He goes to town on this poor son of a bitch, Shanky. Get another chair. He had to get – this chair was destroyed – he he was like done with it, and then he just sort of like takes it apart, and it just falls apart in his hands. And the crowd is egging him on. He's like, more, 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 one more time, one more time. So he leaves the ring, gets a fresh chair, comes back in, twenty chair shots to this poor bastard's back. Oh my god, it was amazing. It felt, it just felt, I don't know, something about it felt very fresh, you know? Yeah. Like Drew shows up, and he's got like black jeans and a black tank top. And he just goes to town. I was like, oh, wow, that was actually, it was just a really cool moment. And the crowd was just eating it up. Mm-hmm. This guy got annihilated. Yeah, he got beat up. Yeah. Beat up. Oh, boy. Now, the next, we had a carry and cross video package. Then he had his match against Jeff Hardy. We kind of detailed that already. Yeah. He lost. Yeah. He was throwing Jeff Hardy around the ring a good stretch for like 30 seconds. Um, and then eventually, though, yeah, Hardy hits a twist of fate, misses a swanton. Cross steps up for the, the forearm. Uh, Hardy evades that and, and crosses in the on the second turnbuckle, trying to hit some punches. 
Hardy power bombs him, rolls him up with feet in the ropes to get the win. Uh, and then Karrion Cross had a brief interview afterwards and said, Jeff Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life because in the end, everyone will fall and pray. And I'm sure next week he'll probably, I don't know, squash Jeff Hardy or something. But I, we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the one line that stood out to me, I know we talked a lot about Corey Graves like doing mental gymnastics, talking about Cross. But the thing that cracked me up was at the very beginning. He says, an eerie calm settled on the crowd. And I'm like, nah, they're just underwhelmed. They're just yeah. like, oh, this guy? He was, he's constantly putting, trying to put over uh, Cross's Ringa IQ only for him to get rolled up, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Put feet on the ropes, you know? Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Alexis Playground. She said she's a little sore from yesterday, but she has a special guest. Lily's back. Says last time she was around, things got out of hand. And then even Marie just sort of and Dewdrop sort of come around, and she's like, uh, hey, uh, what about me? And uh, she's like, I feel like having Dewdrop toss you around last week would have taught you not to ignore me, but here we are, you're ignoring me. And Alexa does, in fact, ignore her and says, oh, hi, you're there. I didn't even notice you. She says, if you insist on being here, you should know it's a bad idea to say anything mean about Lily. And Alexa says, how about we put Dewdrop on timeout and see what you can do, Eva, one-on-one. And Eva freaks out a little bit and says no, and then she starts to leave, but she trips. On what? What was it she tripped over? Was it Dewdrop? Did Dewdrop trip her? Because that's no, what I, I got. think. The idea, I think it was supposed to be the swing. Oh, okay. That was on. Okay, okay. But she just falls. Okay, yeah, she just fell, and I was like, I, I sort of, I think I was probably writing a note or something, and then she tripped, and I was like, oh, did Alexa like hypnotize Dewdrop? But I guess that's not the case. No, she just fell. Okay. It was pretty unclear. I didn't put it together that she maybe she she hit her leg on the on the swing and and fell because that's what it seemed like Alexa was was you know kind of like gesturing towards Lily and laughing about after they left. I have it loaded up right here. Oh, okay. We can get to the bottom. Her, of this. her knee does like barely clip the swing. Johnny B says she tripped over her own feet. Hold on. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she just tripped over right. her own feet. All right. So I guess it's sort of Alexa's mind games thing, I guess. Well, I think the idea was, you know, like uh, Alexa says, hey, get in the ring with me without Dewdrop and see what you can do. And uh, uh, and and uh, even Marie says, well, I got no time for you. And I guess the idea is, you know, if she got in the ring with Bliss, it wouldn't be much of a battle because, look, she just tripped over her own feet. Okay. That's how I took it. Yeah, I don't. So a lot of people here in chat thought that it was Lily making her trip over her feet. I figured it was something supernatural. That's why I was like, oh, it'd been kind of cool if Alexa hypnotized Dewdrop for a quick moment. But then they would have been more about that. I don't know. I I don't like any of this, to be honest with you. They've even kind of killed. I was was appreciating even Marie for a spell. but The one thing I do appreciate about this, I think Dewdrop, I think Piper and Alexa have good chemistry in terms of these these, uh, promo stuff. I agree. I agree with that totally. Like if that was a, the focus of the story, rather than even Marie, I think I'd, I think it'd be pretty cool. It'd be kind of rad if they somehow wrapped Nikki with her title run into the Eva Marie Dewdrop Alexis stuff, mm-hmm. and told like a cool story with like stuff happening, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes. uh, let's so, get to that because yeah. that happens next. We had our main event: Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. The second straight uh, day, they had a pretty solid match. Yeah, this uh, was really good stuff. They got great chemistry. Yeah, pretty quickly, Charlotte's going after Rhea's knee. Um, uh, and then has, she has the advantage for a bit. Eventually, Rhea uh, hits a German suplex, 
Northern Light Suplex gets a two. And then she walks right into a backbreaker, a huge boot. Charlotte goes up for a moonsault. Rhea gets her knees up. Uh, she puts Charlotte in the figure four. However, Charlotte pretty quickly reverses the pressure. Rhea has to get to the bottom rope. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. St- I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I appreciate that story beat of Charlotte saying Rhea has to pull from my playbook. Yeah. And then yeah. Rhea does and, and gets it on. Yeah. 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 So Rhea hits a riptide. However, too close to the ropes. Charlotte gets a foot on the bottom rope. Uh, and then after that, Charlotte rolls out, grabs the belt, walks up the ramp. Rhea goes after her. Charlotte hits her with the title. So DQ win for Rhea. And then for some reason, Charlotte walks back to the ring to gloat, to celebrate. Uh, and this allows Rhea to get back in the ring. They start brawling some more. Rhea drives Charlotte into the ring post, hits a riptide. And I think before Charlotte's made impact on that riptide, Nikki's music started playing. I think they're running a little late here at the end of the show. You're probably right, yeah. So Nikki comes running out as Rhea's putting Charlotte back in the ring. Mm-hmm. And she just sprints right past Rhea, gets in the ring, hands a briefcase to the ref. They announced she's cashing in. They, I, I appreciate there was none of that. Oh, you want to cash in? You know, usually they, they really delay I can't it. They milk that moment. Man, that I, doesn't she, make any sense. She milked it a little bit when she started like looking at the crowd back and forth. Like, should I do this? Yeah, should yeah. I do this? But yeah, it was yeah. for a moment, and they immediately rang yeah, that they, bell. Yeah, it's just that stuff with the ref where the ref's like, "You want to cash in? I you can't sure stand." Well, that? the worst one was uh, what was the worst one? There was one where it was ridiculously long. Was it Carmella when she cashed in? Yes. Yeah, that where sounds it was right. Kyoto, and he's like, "You want to cash in?" Oh, it was endless, and they went on back and forth forever. So, anyways, uh, Nikki hands the briefcase to the ref. Uh, it's announced that she's cashing in. Bell rings. She goes to the top rope, hits Charlotte with a crossbody. One, two, three. She wins. New champ. She gets to hop over the barricade to celebrate for I don't know, fifteen, twenty seconds, and they have to cut end the show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it felt kind of rushed. Yeah, it felt rushed. I thought it was, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A reminder, the numbers don't lie. This coming Thursday, Sid is going to be under the microscope as we put our numbers to the test and uh, see what ranking he has as a wrestler. You can check that out. You can vote on that. Patreon.com. Yeah, right now. Right now. Patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson at the Friendo Club TV tier five dollars a month. It's a great way to help support going in raw. Correct. And uh, wow, we got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of questions here on the Patreon, and something tells me a lot of them are simply comments about NXT and uh, what it means. So forgive me if I don't answer your question uh, on the Patreon, but uh, we've sort of talked about that pretty yeah. endlessly. Uh, to King Vic with the sub here. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie Brock's Venom says, when Charlotte's ready to hang it up, do you think she'll have beaten Ric Flair's 16 time title reign before Cena does? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Cena's ever actually going to beat that reign, dude. I don't no. think that's going to happen. I think that there's no way he can commit to his Hollywood commitments, which is like in full force now. Like this dude, he is on, yeah. on the path. I think, to maybe putting together a rock level or at least attempting to put together a rock level Hollywood career. It took the rock a while. To it took the rock, the rock a long level time. Hollywood career. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Cena, especially with, uh, you know, suicide squad is really starting to ramp that up. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to be able to break that record and have that title. He's going to be here for one-offs to get people over. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, to King Vic also gifting a sub to Colt Cabana. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh oh, here we go. Zondo says, Can you imagine if Kenny 
would have jumped to impact and lost to Chris Bay in seconds. <laughs> Chris Bay. Uh, I, I don't know if Chris Bay is like the best analogy. I mean, it's like if he'd lost to Tommy Dreamer. That's a better analogy, yeah. Dan Barber says, I know he's a heel, but how can you expect me to boo Sheamus when his packaging is so cool? Yeah, the uh, the fight thing club is open or fight pub is open or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty cool. I like Sheamus a lot. Uh, Zondo says, I don't like that the hero attacked from behind it all. The sm- small... The small, it's just a small tweet. I don't know. It could have been Nikki saving Rhea tonight. Charlotte goes her into cash again, and Nikki pulls out of uh, pulls a win last night. Pulls out a win last night. Yeah, I feel like it has to be something where it should have been. Sorry that Nikki steps toe to toe with Charlotte. On one hand, yeah, that match needs to happen. Like she has yeah. to prove herself for sure. Yes. Um, surprise cash ins are simply fun. They really are. They're a lot more fun than the declaration, even though I appreciate the declaration cash in. RVD saying, hey, Cena, you're going to have to do that at ECW's One Night Stand is my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, Charlotte, you know, I, we always say we don't like our baby faces to be pushovers. And why should a baby face have to do the honorable thing when the face is such a dick. You know what I mean? Like in kayfabe, Charlotte's a dick. And no, I understand. I'm it, totally fine so much, with this. It's not so much the 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 heel face dynamic. I think it's specific to Nikki's sure. story. Yeah. And I, I agree with everything you said at the head of the show. Absolutely. I think that this could have been done better. But if the question is, do you mind a face doing the 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 cash in like this? Nah, I'm cool with it. I'm in cool general, it. no, it just depends on the story they're telling. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It. Uh, first time chatter, Vitaly says, hello, guys. Hello. Hey, what's uh, up? Zeon Samurai with sub. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, here we go. Mike RTC says it's not a cello. It's a double bass. Ah, okay. His commentary said it was a cello. Uh, Anthony R uh, says, could the story oh, sorry, be? To... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say also there was hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage to musical instruments. Oh, well, you know. Uh, Anthony R says, could the story be that Cross isn't the same without Scarlet, so he needs her to be successful? That's entirely possible. That'd be pretty rad if it was. Uh, got a first time. Oh, chat from SmokeLoud18. We don't count the men's NXT title, so why would you count the women's? I guess in Charlotte Train? They usually don't, but WWE did it for a while. Yeah, they and did they it. stopped doing it. They had it. They did it, and then they stopped doing it. Uh, and it was it was just very conspicuous how they did it. She mm-hmm. ran down the titles that she that she had it won and did include the NXT one. I know. I uh, know. Rich, Dirty Rich says Charlotte is now being cashed in on three times. Does that leave any sour taste about her title legacy? No, no, because no. she is clearly the no. She clearly is the person that WWE has the most confidence in in any situation. Yep. So no. Uh, Adam Blomplate sub for six months. Thank you, Adam Blomplate. Oh, wow. So White Brownie here says, per Brandon Thurston, Raw did 1.9 million. That's a huge jump. That's a really big jump. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Let's see if they can keep the, uh, let's see if they can keep the, uh, the momentum going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chief Frog Slot says, "Wouldn't be surprised if Nikki winning leads to a good versus evil feud with Alexa. It would have to, given their history. Oh yeah, 
I just kind of thought getting through that or culminating with that, one of the two, uh, before getting the title would have been the most effective way of doing it, but that's just my take. I mean, look, maybe they'll have, maybe, maybe next week Becky will come back to set up Becky Charlotte. That doesn't need the title, obviously. Mm-mm. Becky will put over Nikki in terms of like, hey, you're a great champion, do your stuff. You're an inspiration, but Becky stays away from the title, maybe out of respect for Nikki. Um, and then Nikki has a title sh- uh, scene with uh, with Alexa. But Alexa has to get through this Eva Marie stuff first. Hopefully that happens within the span of one match. <laughs> Probably won't. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see here. I mean, are they with how stacked SummerSlam is going to be? Are they really going to do Alexa versus Eva Marie at SummerSlam? No. I don't. I wouldn't think so, right? No. No. <laughs> Or hey D, who would you rather be in a jobber match against? I'm assuming we would be the jobbers. Brock, Goldberg, Lashley. Lashley. Brock is terrifying, and he might open me up. Goldberg is old and not safe. Lashley's yeah, a Goldberg professional. For sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like so like is so long as he is Goldberg. Sorry, as long as Brock doesn't think you're taking a cheap shot at him, he's probably perfectly safe. I mean, honestly, for the jobber match, it's it's F five over. Dude, but it's my, what if it's like a statement chopper match where you have to take like 20 of them and then he opens well, the up. Here's the thing. I would rather take 20 F5s and 20 German suplexes. Let me ask you this, dude. Who would you rather interview, Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley? Oh, Bobby Lashley seems it's like Bobby. a delight. He seems like a delight. He seems like a nice dude, yeah. Like, the, like a really nice guy. Brock yeah. is legitimately terrifying. I know he is. He's scary as F. I, would, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near the guy. Your point. Yeah, it's it's Lashley. It's Lashley. I have a bad neck though, so if Lashley puts me in the hurt lock, I'm like, like I'm my neck is jacked for weeks. He could do it so safe. You'd feel like you're in a massage chair. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Might maybe. feel good. <laughs> yeah, night by night says, just throw me in a hurt lock. I'll pass out immediately. We'll be done. <laughs> Uh, Alex Foster. So am I the only person who wants John Cena to give cross cry face? Dude, he, man, entirely possible. What could happen? Adrian C of all the women's money, the bank winners, only Carmella held it more than a day. Do you think this is because they have no idea how to long-term book a woman's briefcase holder or are they just lazy? No, I just feel like when they put the briefcase, uh, in in each of the situations for the women's money, the bank match, I feel like they know what they want to do. You know, yeah, I think you're right. I feel like sometimes on the men's side of things, they're like, okay, well, let's just put a put it on him, and then we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolfpack for life. Will Vince get buyer's remorse with Nikki Ash, and how soon? No, I mean, I I honestly think, and I should have saw this coming for Money in the Bank. I honestly think that Vince understands that he can make a lot of money licensing that to kids, a lot. By all accounts, she's a terrific person. She's a hard worker. I think she's everything Vince wants. Um, I, I think that people are going to be pretty shocked by how WWE treats her because so far it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, Techno Freak, do you think without Vince in charge, would WWE be open to working with other companies? I do, because there was that time Triple H 
told Brody Lee, do you want to go work in New Japan? That seems to make me think that Triple H, if he were in charge, we might see some shit, dude. Might be open to it. Yeah, you want to work in New Japan? He's like, what? You, we could do that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I know. Adam Beveridge says, Shayna tweeted something like, every hero needs a villain, so could be something there. Shayna versus Nikki feud. There's a lot of great villains for Nikki to feud with. And if she pulls out these like Daniel Bryan type victories over like stronger opponents, man. Yeah. She'll be over huge, huge. Yeah. And I think she's even I think she floppy nips here brings up how long until Nikki becomes another hurricane. I think the hurricane was never like he would always do that surprise, like, oh, I'm gonna choke slam you and would freak out the bigger people, but then they'd realize, no, you're just small. And he had that sort of cheat not cheaty, but the distraction distraction went over the rock. I think she's going to legitimately be a contender, like somebody who can hang with with you know the more powerful mm-hmm. superstars. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a better deal than the Hurricane had. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.